We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Backliners Podcast, Agro and Barracuda, as per usual. Uh, sorry we missed last week, um, but, you know, it's... Uh, I'm kind of at the mercy of my son's schedule and all asset and all facets of my life. And, uh, you know, he will continue to own me. Um, and I just know that's how it's going to be. Uh, but you know, yep. (laughs) It's, it's going to be, oh, okay, your audio is not unlucky. Uh, you know, we're working we're working through it. It's the usual uh, type of thing. Is this what I normally try? Hello? Yep, there we go. That's what I normally try. Nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah, who knows what unhinged take I'm going to have um, on this podcast because my brain is, yet again, uh, not functioning. My, my brain may, may never function again, Barra. Have you considered that? Because not only if well, I have I a child, but I'm old. And that. I, it already was barely functioning. Um, exactly. I've had a kid, so I won't have mm-hmm. significant, like, I won't have good sleep for the foreseeable future. And, and he stole most of your brain power anyways. Right. He stole most of it, um, and he continues to burn away at it. And I'm ancient, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Not in terms of overall human health, but just in terms of, like, esports, the gaming industry. Gaming industry. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm already, uh, well past my prime as Mifflin would usually. Yeah, your like grave is already me. dug. You right. just have to get in it at this point. And honestly, if there's a pillow and a blanket in there, I, I, might, <laughs> I might hop in willingly, uh, at this point. The, the thought of, dude, I was playing, I was playing a game with, uh, my, my good pal, uh, Shane, who is an effects artist at high res a couple weeks ago. And he goes... All right, I'm going to get off. I'm going to go have eight uninterrupted hours of sleep and wake up That's rested so tomorrow. And I've literally thought about it every single <laughs> night since then. It was maybe the meanest thing anyone's ever said to me. It has lived rent-free in my head. The thought of eight mm-hmm. uninterrupted, well, like, actually restful hours um, is somewhat akin to, like, wanting um, your, like, childhood bed back you know what i mean it's just like mm-hmm. i'm just i just know i'm not gonna get it um for a long time and maybe ever uh and that's okay Wait, so how is your sleep right now like what's your typical night routine <sighs> um it totally depends on the night 
most okay. nights he so he mixes it up. <laughs> he mixes it up. Yeah, he doesn't want you to get too comfortable. Um, yeah, I... you know he. Uh, we got a new bassinet for him because he was not sleeping very well in the bassinet, uh, mm-hmm. and that and then he did have like two nights where he slept really well, and that was absolutely massive. Um, the The reason that everything for a baby costs so much money is because they know that you'll reach a point. Where you would spend any amount of money to have yeah. any amount of uh, nice things happen. Um, mm-hmm. We gotta use one, it's totally fine. Uh, but, like, dude, the, these, like, you, you can buy freaking. There isn't, like, uh, we're lo- looking at, like, $200 bassinets, like, all this kind of stuff. We found a good, like, one that was What's barely a used for, like, 15 bucks. A bassinet is basically a crib, but smaller, that you put next to your bed. Um, because they can't be in a full crib because they can't have hard uh, they can't have anything where if they roll over um, it could like seal against their mouth because then they can suffocate because they can't tell if they're suffocating and like so move. they're useless bro that is the beginning of how useless newborns are they don't know anything about anything like they don't get they're out of their so far own behind way. the meta. Yeah, I mean, you know, they their heads are too heavy for their necks. They can't support their own heads, so you have to be holding it at all times because they'll just, like, lop their head to the side and they can hurt themselves. Like, there's a million things uh, like that. But, yeah, so bassinets are basically, it? like, soft edge. Like, it has, okay, like, a little yeah. mesh so that if he were to roll and, like, push his mouth and face up against the side, um, he could still breathe. That's not funny, but it's 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 troll. Like, like, you've just spent like two hundred dollars so your baby can breathe at night. Oh, I mean, don't even get me started on changing tables and all that kind of stuff that you need. But um, you have to buy a changing table. Yeah, of course. You gotta have a a clean place to change them that has plenty of like storage, like a specific table for changing i mean you you could just like get a table i suppose but you don't want to let because as they get older he's going to start rolling and so you don't want him to be able to just roll off the changing table uh you want to have like lots of good easy access like storage for your diapers and your butt cream of course uh your butt Mm -hmm. spatula to apply said butt cream um it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a spatula that we use to just sweat, just get a little swipe. Like a kitchen spatula? Or um, they have like smaller. a specific... Yeah. They, they don't just... Wait. What do you mean? I mean, I could just... I mean, we were just... Is it just a kitchen spatula? <laughs> More or less, yeah. I could send you a picture of it. Um, no, I don't I don't want a picture of it. I'm just wondering... It's like, not, these go- it's go not to, like... poopy or anything like that. It's it, we just After we cleaned just... them, we put a little butt paste on it so that he doesn't get chafing. And then we just swipe it up his butt, and then we wipe it on the inside of the diaper, and then it's good. I feel like he should just be able to take care of himself. Like, natural selection, <laughs> surely, like, uh-huh. our babies are so weak. Oh, this they is... are beyond worthless. Uh, for a long time, too. Like, for a really long time. He's not... Yeah, you're gonna be stuck with him forever. Yeah, I mean, it's like, until they're, like, four, they just, like, can't do anything of value. Um... And that's just how. And then four, he's gonna get to work. You know. Yeah. I mean, please in in this in this economy in this well uh, in this well established (laughs) capitalist nation, my man is gonna be absolutely working by the time he's two. He can. The stream's gonna be on. (laughs) Seriously, man, I've literally thought about just like turning on because 
so my sleep schedule this is the podcast content everyone wants uh mm-hmm. the it's like he's usually eating around midnight and then he can go up to four hours without eating so anytime between like two he ha- up we usually to have to four wait. hours right so it's usually like two to four hours is kind of the window um, two to four like even during the night yeah so it's feed like, yourself with your butt spatula, my guy. Like, <laughs> how is he gonna do dude, that? What do you mean? I don't know. <laughs> he can't use it for the butt, let alone he can't use it for the intended purpose, let alone a different Can he even purpose. Feed himself? No, are you serious? What? <laughs> You've got to control. Okay, this has got to be a bit. You cannot be thinking he can feed himself. There's no shot. This has got to be the. I don't think Disney movies are good. Of this, like that was where I'm just getting griefed intentionally. I'm just yeah. I'm just digging the the baby trail like yeah. further and further to see where I can go. No, that's good. No, I think it, it's good. Um, yeah, yeah, I so, took like, care of myself I when I was a baby. Right. Yeah, you just pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Um, yeah, so I have to like, you know, I wake him up and feed him and change him and then try to get him to go back to sleep. But if he doesn't wake Uh up, if I have to wake him up around like four, that means that I can't really get him down. You know, sometimes my best time, one time I got him to eat, changed him and put him back in his bassinet and he was asleep in like 15 minutes. And I literally felt like I won worlds. Like that was like one of the greatest moments of my entire life. Uh, are you like pit crewing the baby i'm trying um and failing the vast majority of the time i'd say most (laughs) of the time that process takes about an hour uh so most nights i'm not getting to bed until like 4 or 5 a.m um i would say and i can't sleep before that because then i don't wake up and i'm not like Mm -hmm. with it enough to like help so a lot of times i'm like going to sleep around five waking up at like nine or so uh doing some stuff, helping out, trying to get a nap in at some point for a couple of hours, um, and then doing it all again. Wait, so are you guys still, like, sharing the same bed, or are you guys, like, cycling? Yeah, no, oh, we just... so uh, rough, be Christ. Yeah, oh, and he does. Um, yeah, you wake up a lot, like, during those sleeping times, because he's just crying, and the other person's, like, still getting up out of bed, or whatever. Um, yeah. I feel like me and Destiny, we would just trade off, like, every night, like... That does, that is a strategy for sure. I know someone was telling me that, like, (laughs) their baby wasn't a great sleeper uh, in the bassinet either, so they would Mm -hmm. sleep in a separate, because you can't, you don't want to put them too far from you, because they just wake up so often, and a lot of times you can just, like, rock them a little bit, or put a pacifier in their mouth, and then they'll, like, go back to sleep, Um, and you want to check on them because babies can have bad things happen to them while they're sleeping that you want to like be there to help with. Um, mm-hmm. They can spit up and all that kind of stuff. They're, they're little like blackout drunk people. That's really all they are. Like they don't, you have to like make sure they're on their side. So that if they do spit up, mm-hmm. it's like yeah. coming out of their mouth, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, they were like, yeah, we would just sleep. We would all in the, we had the bassinet in the guest room and we would just alternate nights where we like sleep in there. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I think that's the strat. I mean, if you we talked about it for sure, um, but our bed's comfy, you know, and we've got oh, nicer sheets. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. the sheets are what it's all about for sure. All right, let's talk a little bit of, uh, about the things we oh, should yeah, talk sure. about for at least a little bit because I don't know. I did not get a nap today, um, and so I am quite sleepy. Uh, yeah, we can we can cook this. And uh, do you want to go? Cook. 
let's talk let's talk Le- Levi's. Yeah, let's talk Levi's okay, yeah. here. Um if if no one has heard, another roster change has occurred. The Leviathans have dropped Zapman and picked up Panda Cat to play ADC for them. Um this came like pretty well delayed, like really wasn't looped in with all those other roster changes. Um but I know Coast was saying on Twitter publicly that uh they had asked him to join that team. Um and he said no and the stayed with the Hounds. Uh I guess we can get into that a little bit later. But what do you what do you think about not even thinking about Panda Cat, but just like the decision to drop Zap? What was your reaction whenever you heard that, that was happening? Uh kind of shocked because I feel like it was kind of out of left field because, as you said, it was so much later than all the other roster changes. So, mm-hmm. I don't know if Smite players just get bored as... I mean, this is, like, our first, like, break break in, like, years. On like, God, I think splits. that is absolutely a factor. And normally we have, like, sometimes, like, a one or two week break. Um, but normally we're like, even if we have like a break, we're still scrimming in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Um, but this break was long enough to where we don't scrim. So the Levi's change to me just comes out of left field. Uh, especially cause I don't think, okay. Normally Zap in spring split is just like running it down, like yeah. inting. And I really don't feel like Zap was playing bad. Um, no, as far as like zap historically does in spring split like he obviously cares more as the year goes on and gets closer to worlds Mm -hmm. um which i don't know if it's just a factor of adapting and fine okay coming in and they're like yo we don't like this dynamic if it's something behind the scenes um it's just a really weird time obviously panda is probably like the goat adc um like mechanical wise but that brings a lot of like shot calling to a team and historically that's what leviathans needed but that was old leviathans so i don't know if new leviathans still need that strong of a leader shot caller picks and bands kind of guy mm-hmm. um so obviously they're two like goat adcs but i I know PCAT's close with, like, Shinto and Fine, okay, so yep. from a friend's perspective and from a get-along perspective, it makes a lot of sense, but it just really feels out of left field. Like, it's just really random. I I don't know if this really makes them better or worse. Yeah. Uh, it obviously makes them a more duo lane-centric team, because that's, how, like, how PCAT likes to play, but I don't know... If they were just, I don't know. It's just so confusing. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. Um, when what what actually uh, happened? What in my, from my perspective was, I was watching um, the Hazer interview that he did with Netrioid and Genetics um, after their roster change. If you haven't watched that video uh, or any of Hazer's videos, I thought he did a lot of really great interviews with a lot of the people around the changes that were happening. Um, so definitely go check those out. Hazer Smite um, on YouTube. If you just search that, you'll find them. Um, that video is unbelievable, by the way. I couldn't... Uh, it, I, I, if, if we were like... Um, if 
each team had like a PR team associated with them. Um, the Warriors PR team would have probably been fired uh, after that video. Um, was not as uh, was not in my opinion the way that I would have necessarily gone about it from their perspective. But it's not you know it's it's nothing bad. Um, I was just like. Uh, it was just a very like funny video to watch to me. Um, anyways, uh, at the end of that video, Hazer mentioned like, Oh, you know, some stuff, more stuff might be brewing. And I was like, really? I haven't heard anything about it. So I DM'd him to be, uh, to just be like, yo, were you like trolling or is there actually something, um, going on there? Uh, and he mentioned that the Levi's were like considering making some changes. Um, and when I read that, I was like, yeah, you know, maybe like i i kind of get it you know that is a group of guys mm-hmm. who have seen nothing but success uh being in the league um Zatman is really the only player on that team who has been on a team that is not a top team um really at, at nearly any point of their career fine you know when he first joined i think he was on cryptic but for the last however many years um it's been nothing but success for him adapting Maybe his worst regular season team was the Pittsburgh Knights from a few years ago. Maybe Radiance. uh, But those teams weren't, you know, bad by any stretch. And the Leviathans haven't been bad all the time. I think they've had some stretches where I would say that they played pretty badly. But no one thought that this team would just be roll roll over and be complete poop uh, at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, and so that's why I am also in the same boat of very surprised and i and i agree with what you said at the very end there i don't know how much better this makes this team um you know the the when we first saw this roster at the very beginning of the season the the biggest tension point that that i talked about was you you are going from panatom who is not only the best jungler in the world right now but probably the best player in the world right now and also does it in a team environment uh in a way that that team wanted to play the game that is inherently not jungler friendly um and particularly not jungle friendly to carry style junglers um we are at a point in the league and this has been on my mind just because i've been listening to a lot of travelers proc episodes if you haven't checked out uh, mike and aurora's podcast you definitely should bear if you haven't listened to those you're you would really love them like i mean that sincerely because it's literally just like reminiscing about old lands and like old teams and that kind of stuff and you would definitely get a kick out of it um the longer you've been in the league the more you'll get that aspect of it but you'll also mm-hmm. get to get filled in if you weren't here for it um so it's it's yeah, really think about shing today Dude, I was thinking about um, I was thinking about famous hate the other day uh, mm. as an ADC. Um, mm-hmm. Mike, uh, I can't wait. I'm sure they'll ask you to go on at some point. I hope that they ask you about because um, they always talk about these scrim beast ADCs. There was like a couple of them in NA that were insane scrim ADCs and terrible uh, and terrible SP. Not terrible, but like never performed in SPL uh, and. I don't think they weren't thinking of famous hate. Who were they? Th- they were thinking of Gumi um, as someone who. Li- Do you remember Gumi? G U M I. What team was that on? Gumi was on. I feel like he might have been on. Boy. 
Yeah, I don't remember that name at all. And he was an SPL? Yeah, he was an SPL for a little bit. I feel like it was like season two, season three. He was on like, um, not, uh, oh God, I can't be trying to do this, these like, thi- these. I used to be so Ultra good at these. Like, yeah, I used to have all this so sorted in my brain and now I just like have lost it with uh, age and time and baby. Um, mm-hmm. God, who was he on a team with? It was like, uh, wasn't he on a team with like, he wasn't Randozos, but it was a team like that. Um, I don't know. Anyways, really good podcast content as per usual for me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't even know. Why did I start? Uh, why did I start down that path? I don't know. I'm completely sober. Just Derailed a little totally, bit. totally punch drunk from lack of sleep. Um, but yeah, overall, my God, this is just an episode for me. Um, where am I? (laughs) Uh, Does it make them better? I don't know. Probably not. Right. Like, oh, okay. I got there. Um, over the years, they were talking to DJ, uh, Pernicus about how, what he was playing, his style of jungler right now would be really valuable. And people have identified that that type of player who's flexible and willing to do different things out of the jungle, like what Captain Twig has done throughout his career, that that mm-hmm. is a viable strategy. But when DJ was playing back in like season three, season four, uh, if you weren't Andenster or Adapting style jungler, if you weren't the kill everyone, clean up the you know huge KDA, like flashy plays type jungler, everyone thought you were just bad. And there's some degree of mm-hmm. that still. But I think more Smite fans understand that players like Captain Twig, who are going to int in fights, uh, are benefiting their team. Um, and that's how teams are structured. Uh, Panatom is a player who can play that, that more flexible, more role-dependent uh, style and do it on a little bit less farm, um, but then have carry-style impact and that's why he's Mm -hmm. so good and why everyone has so much respect for his game because he bridges that gap better than any other player um adapting is if we're talking about this as a as a like a as a line you know it's a spectrum uh captain twig is on the i'll i'm not gonna play selfishly uh type of play style um and kennett is on the i'm gonna pentakill them uh do whatever I can do. Uh, I'm not going to get into any fight that doesn't look good for me. Uh, And and to be clear, I don't mean to talk down that style. It has been one of, if not the most successful styles of any role in the game historically. Uh, And Kenneth's resume needs no backing up. Um, But those are very hard styles to, to switch back and forth from. And Panatom is somewhere near the middle, but Kenneth is on the pole. Like, I would say mm-hmm. he, and now Oath, like, he and Oath are that type of player. Where they will not um, get involved unless they can play cleanup. And that is good. Like, they are, they should stick to their style. That works. But that also means the team needs to be on that page, right? They need to know that that's how it's going to be. And if Shinto is the, I'm going to soak vacuum up all the farm type player... And adapting is the more selfish with the farm type player. We knew there was going to be tension there. Um, and I don't think that's been like all of their losses. Uh, 
Was it really pole that set you off? Are you serious? My God. <laughs> My God. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you like got a text or a message or something like that. You were just, you were losing it. I was just buying you were just time. talking about adapting on the pole. I was like, <laughs> do whatever you can to make money, King. Like, you got this. I mean... He's he's racking them up on like where he is. You know what I mean? That's uh, you gotta respect it. You gotta get that farm somewhere. <laughs> gotta get it somewhere. You know, uh, my my lord. Um, <laughs> as Pete says in chat, but Barra been sleeping. Like that is that isn't fair. Uh, although you said that you weren't getting great sleep before this, so we're you yeah. have to excuse both of us <laughs> legally. You can't hold us liable for any of this. Sorry, that thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, Kenan knows how to party. You know, I'm sure I'm. He can throw down, no doubt. <laughs> how, how is this related to the roster change? Where were you going? <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? Everyone in the world knows where I was going with that, except for you, because you're thinking about Kenan on the pole. What are you talking about? <laughs> Where are you going? What do you mean? You're talking about adapting for so long and then you just dropped the pole. I just, I just don't know where you're going. The team dynamic was always going to be tense. Not like personality wise, but play style wise. Because Kenneth is, su- is such a different style of jungler that style seems to automatically clash with Shinto style. On uh, page, like we, it, so you know, are you that, saying Zap got scapegoated or what? I mean, someone did, right? And it's not that, like, it, and it isn't Shinto or Adapting's fault either. It's like when this team it's Zapman's, it's Zapman's, right? Exactly. It's the it's the <laughs> it's the poles' fault, I guess. I don't know. It's too alluring. You can't stay away from it. <laughs> you can't get away from it. No, mid scrims, and you just turn around. Adapting just. <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth, are you going to gank? He <laughs> turns around. <laughs> okay. Okay. Where's my jungler? Oh, he's over there. Uh, <laughs> he's spinning right now. He's... <laughs> I really hope that whatever team is getting absolutely owned by adapting when scrims start. Bear, th- th- wait, this could be you. It's not, uh-huh. you know, next time Kenneth is owning you, which will happen eventually, can you just say, oh my god, he's dancing on us? Or like, yeah. he's totally twerking on us right now? Like, I think that would really be a hit. And no, and no one yeah. will get it. Um, but it'll uh, be very I'll end scrims us. against Leviathan, so they think the change is good. Perfect. That's, we that's talked about that. That's I'll a good strat. every game. Exactly. That's a good strat. Ooh, Anyways. Goodness. Yes. Yeah. I don't know... Oh. What, the chances that they're significantly better seems pretty small because I don't think that their problem was dual lane centered. I think their problem was that they have a bunch of styles that don't mesh very well. Um, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> Kenneth likes to, to pull dance. You know, Zap likes to Zap likes disco. Like Fine Okay is more into like I don't know. He's streaming, making content, like traditional uh bulgarian dancing um 
<laughs> there was just always gonna be uh there was just always gonna do it uh but yeah. look panicat is um <clears throat> again a player whose resume you can't question he i don't know how much might he's been playing i imagine <laughs> how does he do you know <laughs> what can't he do when the, when the lights go down and the music goes up you know how does he how does he perform um Honestly, what's messed up is that between of all the ADCs, Panda and Zap are probably the two you want if the uh-huh. if the lights are going down and the music's going up. You know what I mean? Um, so it's hard to say which would be bit more valuable in that scenario. Um, Maybe they just want you know their ADC to be in the house with everything that was going on. <laughs> Steve kept going, "Where is Kenneth?" And it, it, you just can't say it with words. You gotta see it with your eyes. <laughs> Boy, I hope this bit, like, isn't, like, offensive to, to, like, Kenneth or something like that, because it's been going on for so long, and I'm gonna keep bringing it up for the rest of the year, so just tell me now if it bothers you, because otherwise I'm just gonna assume it doesn't. Um, yeah, who knows? Um, are are you surprised at all that Zap hasn't, um, like, if you're the Glads, uh, you know, the Uh lowest, the, the lowest team in the league right now, um... Are you are you DM and Zap seeing seeing what's up? Like again, it's not disrespectful to Stu. It's just like it's it's how it works. It's a business. Um, are you are you sending him a message? Uh, I feel like they wouldn't drop Stu just because him and Jake are boys. Mm. Um, well, so I, a lot I, of good I, that did Jake. <laughs> you know what I mean, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is very true. Yeah. Maybe just don't team with your boys. Unless yeah. it's Vin. You know, mm. Vin's a good boy to team with. Every <laughs> other boy is, uh, <laughs> they're just not great. My God, uh, Kenneth's, Kenneth's got a, a pole dancing routine. Bear is calling Vin good boy during scrims. Like, it's, what is going on, you know? <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, no, I don't think Glads are, sorry, I'm trying to stay focused. Yeah, uh, you're good. I don't think Glads are going to, I don't know if Steve, We'll get back in, uh, just based off of how teams are and how uh, teams value their ADC. Mm-hmm. I don't think Steve is valued in a different way, mm-hmm. um, and I, I don't think people in the league see him as the goat for some reason. Um, so I don't know how highly valued he is among other pro players to drop their ADC and to pick him up. Because um, mm. also, a lot of people know like how Steve is during scrims now. Yep. Um, which some scrim sessions just... It's not going to be Steve's day. Nope. You know, you're just... <clears throat> you load in game one, you're like, okay, this the, our block is chalked. You yep. know, there's not really anything coming out of this. Um and I also don't know if Jake and Steve would ever get along. Sure. Uh, they would probably have, like, a few days. And <laughs> God. Oh, man, what I would give to hear that duo later. Oh, yeah. That scrim. would be the most be entertaining so team funny. talk. My God, that'd be awesome. Uh, yeah, so I don't know if Steve will be able to make it back in. Um, you were also, when uh, sorry Timmy put it in my head with this message in chat and I my first thought was I shouldn't bring that up but here I am um 
when the Zungle was on the table for you a few years mm-hmm. ago, that was not with Jake in support, right? That was going to be Laporte. That was going to be Lazarus support for that for that team. Is the, Am I remembering that properly? Yeah. You yeah. didn't almost create that powerful Can you imagine if I did, though? There's another universe out there where Zungle was a thing. It's true. And imagine also, if you I... guys would have won Worlds with Zungle. Steve would have solidified himself as the greatest player of all time. Uh, no well, doubt. I, I value Steve a lot in a roll swap kind of change because I feel like he's mm. the kind of player that if he roll swaps, he'll put a lot of time in and dedicate himself to it. But yeah. he's basically mastered ADC at this point, so there's not really a lot of reason for him to like keep grinding in a productive way. Obviously, he's still going to stream a lot, but right. there's a difference in like streaming or playing ranked to get better and just streaming to make content. Um, yeah, for not sure. Not saying he's just <laughs> like... Obviously, as the year goes on, later towards fall and worlds, like Zap, obviously tries a little harder. Um, yeah. But look, look I agree say, with you. Like, but also back to what I said earlier about the springs. But I really don't think Zap was costing them games. Um, so no, I neither do I. Don't know if it was like an internal thing, or like as you said, like a lot of differing styles on the team. But also with what you're saying about differing styles, you're bringing in a selfish ADC player and Zap is a very non-selfish ADC player. Yep, exactly. Yeah, so no, I completely agree. Panda has at times yeah. shown some flexibility there. Like I felt like the years where he was playing with Baskin, there were games where he would be willing to be the be the bait, you know, get eat the mm-hmm. cooldowns, get gone on and let Baskin shine, but that's when you're I feel like most people would hear that and think, oh, that's easier to do and better if you're a lower confidence player. But I think you need to be at the peak of your confidence in your skill as a player to be willing to get get killed in fights to let someone else do their thing because you know that you don't need to worry about looking good, you know? Mm-hmm. And Panda coming back after an absence... Um, his confidence might not be at that level for a little bit. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just feel like the, 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 my main concern with the Leviathans that they haven't proven to me, isn't a concern doesn't get changed here. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's my thought. But that being said, I still thought they might just mess around and put it together for a weekend and win worlds. Um, and that's still the case. Uh, yeah, I will say With Steve on the team, it's a very mid to late game focused team. And with mm. Pika on the team, it can be a very early duo focused team. Sure. And Pika will just outright win you games. If you yep. get him at lead, he will just outright win the game for you. Yep. Um so I think I think they'll get more wins, but uh I would like to see how they're doing by like week three or week four. Yep. I agree. Um should be fun. Uh excited that you know, Panda's back in the league. Um, just one of the most exciting exciting players of all time. Mm-hmm. Hope this isn't the end for Zap. Um, but, you know, we'll see what he wants to do the rest of the year and moving forward. Um, I don't know. I, to your point, like, about him doing a role swap type of thing, I don't think there's anyone besides Paul. I don't think there's anyone besides Paul that includes Panatom, Yarkor, guys like that that I would want more on my team going into the final split of the year than a re-motivated Steve. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I felt like he was re-motivated when he joined the Leviathans uh, on that run, 
you could just feel that energy and that like passion behind him again. Um, and that just made a huge difference, uh, for that team. Um, and I think if that's the state he's in where this has motivated him, I, I would, I would do whatever it takes, uh, because I think he's that valuable. Um, if he's like, yeah, it's fine. I wasn't really feeling it. You know, he's taken breaks before. Uh, and if he's not really feeling it, it's not worth forcing it. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, I agree. That's where I am on that. Um, okay. Now that we're basically at the end of the show, um, time wise that we should be doing, I got to talk to you about factor meals. <clears throat> I thought about doing this really terrible bit where I just like said everything like, verbatim in a really weird way that'd be a terrible way to do this ad read but now it's like in my head um now you have to intro please personalize with (laughs) that's my personalized intro i'm kidding um boy (laughs) okay now there's no recovering this is so this is such a disaster factor's gonna listen to this and be like why are we sponsoring these absolute clowns Chat the oh okay, please, dear listener, buy factor because now I have griefed our partnership and you need to come in and save me. Okay? You just need to. I've I take responsibility. I've griefed it and I'm leaving you to pick up the pieces. But luckily these pieces are delicious. Uh and very convenient. Um so there are worse pieces to get. Like <laughs> like it could be worse, you know. Okay, never mind. <laughs> So that's my personalized intro. <laughs> With the busy fall season just around the corner, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam packed days. Or you might feel bad for your sleep deprived podcast host who is clearly on the last fringes of their one brain cell remaining trying to get through one freaking ad read. My God, either one of those, if you're, you know, it's take your pick. Um, Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Uh, They've got a bunch of different great options. You get to keep up your energy with lunch to go, which sounds very nice, Uh, effortless, wholesome meals like grain bowls and salad toppers um wholesome makes me think they might compliment you while you're eating them uh i can't they don't say that um but they might you know you'll only find out if you order factor um so get to it you if you want to get to it and get your bunch of <laughs> what is happening to me man? what is happening to me uh let's give you some good details here uh you get <laughs> what details do you need who am i kidding they're ready in just two minutes there's no prep no mess you got tons of great options that are protein plus calorie smart you name it they've got it Head to factormeals.com slash backliners50 and use code backliners50 to get 50% off. That's code backliners50 
at factormeals.com slash backliners50 to get 50% off. Um, please take pity on me. <laughs> and, and do it out of just complete, you know, I don't even know the right word that I'm looking for. Like, pity, I get. Yeah, you just, you can look down on me in this moment. Um, as long as you go to factormeals.com slash backliners50 and use code backliners50 to get 50% off. Uh, we're cool in that. Sorry, Barra. Anything to add on that? On that? <laughs> no, Why did I just uh, let you I do it? What is this? Perfect. I yeah. I I don't think I could have done it better. I think you did a fantastic <clears> job. <throat> so patch notes well, also happened. Oh. Um, <laughs> we're gonna talk oh, yeah. about like one. Uh, honestly, I thought like maybe we should just not talk patch notes this week because uh, we took so right. long talking about the poll. Um, mm-hmm. But. You know, we can. Um, All right. Is there a chance between, or of you getting sleep between now and next week's podcast? Nope. Oh, well, you can talk faster. There, there's a small chance. Well, I don't know because I do want to do like. Uh, what do you want to do? I don't want to. I don't want to get sucked into. I can't. My brain obviously <laughs> cannot handle. Um, another like i'm gonna get sucked into this for 30 minutes you know what i mean and i might literally like you know the meme where like the the guy's head is like caved in and he's like drooling like that's gonna be me um in in that amount of time um you were like spinning your wheels there so i don't want to i don't know where i am bro who's who's whose show is this um not mine for very long at this rate uh (laughs) And before I want Gore to host the show, I don't blame you, dude. <laughs> I, I really don't. Um, so yeah, no more soul surges. Um, <laughs> there's that. Uh, yep. <laughs> Any, why did I start there? That's a good place to start. What are, what are any of us supposed to say about that? You know, cool. We, we tried some stuff. Uh, we had some limitations on what we could do to change it. And we didn't feel like any of the changes we could make uh, would be what people want out of them. Um, I like the soul surges, to be honest. I, I, I thought yeah, it was I thought there was dynamic. some cool stuff. Uh, I thought Wait, there was did, some cool stuff. I'm going to miss using them in Arena, for sure. Did the community want them removed? Yeah, I think that was the the majority opinion, um, is that mm. people were down on soul surges. Um, not, I don't think it was like an unsalvageable mechanic. Um, I think that personally, I think with like some tweaks and some changes, um, it could, you know, maybe come back one day and be very successful. Um, Mm -hmm. but like I said, with the, with the constraints that we had, um, for our options there, uh, we didn't feel like we could get them to that point right now. And if the majority of people didn't want to have them, then we'll just we'll take them out um so yeah you know we'll see we'll see in the future uh what the what the plan is with that um fire giants in arena that's cool um yeah that's out of that's truly out of left field yep. uh i have not played an arena game yet have you i assume you play test oh yeah oh yeah i legitimately may have like ruined at least one play test um because at least one really yeah Look, man. You. No sleep. Arena tests, historically, are usually done for us uh, 
for like skin testing and stability testing. And so normally we can, you know, it's not, it's not there for balance. Um, and I might've forgotten that we were testing something for balance, uh, when we were making these changes and I might have gone with my normal play style in arena, um, which is sprinting to the triple double. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's 10 kills, 10 deaths, 10 assists. Um, mm-hmm. and so I might have griefed a little, bit, um, in terms mm-hmm. of speeding up the pace of the game a little, but that's, not, but as I argued in the moment, that is my, because t- th- someone was like, this isn't the typical arena experience. And I was like, this is my typical arena experience because I do this in every arena I play. Um, I personally think you shouldn't be allowed to go back to your fountain. I think it should be, I think yeah. the door should close. Uh, I agree. You you leave one way and one way only is my personal philosophy. Um, so that's how my arena games go. But, you know, obviously like, didn't actually troll it and got some good stuff more so in later tests. Uh, but I think that the pyroclast, like having that like little dodgeball mechanic where you can just like shoot them at people. Cause they're just like floating there is, is very, is very cool. Very fun. Very smite feeling like that doesn't feel like a, a Dota or like a league type of thing. It's like, it's mm-hmm. a little bit troll and it's, you gotta be down in the action to really appreciate it. And uh, I think that makes it like really fun. Yeah, I've not played any arena games because uh, I hate that game mode. For the same reason you just said, because uh, you can go back in your base. And I like arena when everyone's fighting, but if there's people that are like KDA saving, it's so annoying. Illegal. Yeah, um, not in my games. Yeah. Barrow, we should just run some arena in houses, and I'll 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 be I'll be sure it's not be KDA saving. There's no chance. Yeah, that's just the most fun way to fight. Yeah, the, the the most fun way to play arena. Um, so honestly, I mean, I play like 20 arena games a year, so I don't know if this will impact me much at all. There you um, go. But I mean, it decreases enemy take counter by 10, so I guess it's kind of important, but also, does the buff itself only last for 20 seconds? Uh, yes. Because that seems so short. Yeah, we, we mess a lot with that. Um, arena just like... That's like one wave and in, it's over, right? In conquest you get the fire giant buff and it's there to help end the game it isn't really supposed to be that in arena it's just supposed to be like a fun thing to fight over and then you get this like holy crap i'm super strong little stretch uh and you are cc immune the entire time um oh okay so and it 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 feels awesome um they did not go with my suggestion of walling off the enemy base as well when you get fire giant um, when we were talking about this, I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be really cool. Like, to just shut the doors and force everyone outside of the base. Turn the phoenixes off. Like, Yep, turn them all. I said, just, yeah. you gotta scrap. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's the correct call to not do that. Um, but that's what I would, you know, for my troll style, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's what I was looking for. But, no, I think that would obviously not be the best gameplay experience. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, if you haven't played Arena... I definitely um, recommend you do so because I think the Underworld Arena is one of the most fun iterations of Arena we've ever made. Um, mm-hmm. Agreed. So, big recommend. Um, all right, couple items got some shifts. 
Crusher gets some attack speed back. Um, our our Uller Medusa Neath uh, looking a little more appealing with the Chiron little little buff. Mm-hmm. It is really funny that you know Uller gets a buff, all the pin items get buffed, and then Panda Cat comes back. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if like. He was working behind the scenes towards mm-hmm. something, or you know, just a happy little just, accident, maybe you know. Yeah, just that's super weird how that works. Barrett, what do you mean? You can't complain to me. You got a Berserker's shield buff and a Crusher buff and a Brawler's buff. This is a Scotty buff. This is like all Scotty right oh, yeah. here. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, you're not. Well, I mean, Scotty is good in Uller, so there you go. Honestly, okay, I'll take it. There you go. Not so bad. Yeah, I don't know. Like, do you think that this helps those types of hunters legitimately, the Crusher buff? Uh, well, uh, the few times I bought Crusher, I felt like I was doing zero damage to tanks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was experimenting with Crusher over Dom, and every time I went Crusher, I was like, I'm never buying this item again. Yeah, Dom um, is And then I would buy the item again. Sure. And, yeah, uh, it never felt, it never felt as good as I thought it would. Um. Sure. So I obviously it's still probably good on Feel the like true ability. Probably got to be like what? third item, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I think it felt Dom? better with flat pin on it than the percent pin. Sure. Yeah. Um, For hunters in particular, that makes sense. Yeah, because you would buy that item before, like in the old Crusher meta of like Crusher Aussie. Mm-hmm. You would buy those two items and just one shot the ADC. Mm-hmm. And now that item just feels different. Hitting well, neither of those items have flat pen anymore, right? Yeah. Um, so it's just it the curve and the item is just kind of tainted for me. Obviously, I still think it's good on like the true ability based ADCs, but I think on the more auto attack ADCs, probably like Medusa, you're still probably going Dom over Crusher. Um, Sure. Just because the white damage on Medusa's just it's just more important than your damage. Like you're yeah, you're spitting in a late game team fight, but it's not really like your main damage source and you're not really caring about applying crusher. Sure. Um, and most of the time your dash is like you're not going to dash. Like you're not it is a damaging ability, obviously, but you're not like counting it for crusher. Yep. Most of the time. Yep, makes sense to me. Uh, speaking of Medusa, she did get a buff this patch. 10 more base damage and 5% more scaling on the two. And enemies Ooh. now take uh, 10% more damage from Petrify if they are not looking at Medusa. It was 75% of the damage. Now it's 85% of the damage. Yo, that's my god right there. I feel like this Holy. is a pretty big buff to Medusa. Like, Yeah, that is, actually. The, the Petrify change... Um, I think you will be noticeable because I feel like that's an mm-hmm. ability that when they're facing you, you're like, holy crap, I one-shot that guy. And when they're looking away, you're like, holy crap, my ult did nothing. Even though it obviously like isn't that um, isn't that it, it split. Feels it feels that worse. way. Yeah, like getting it a little closer, but not upping that like, I absolutely one-shot that guy, I think will make her feel generally better. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm excited about that. And then Neath as well. I feel like Neath is looking is looking pretty nice as well here, Barry. A little spirit I already arrow. thought I already thought Neath was pretty good. Her boxing potential is honestly not that bad. The worst part about Neath is just how long her two takes. Yep. Her two time. takes in the current like 
in the current year of Smite, her yeah. two just takes so much longer than like it feels like every other hunter ability in the game. Yes, like, it probably is. For a trading ability, you want trading abilities to be fast. And I have done a lot of like insane plays with her too, but in a competitive setting, it just feels really not reliable. Um, yeah. Because if you spend that long on the cast and it misses, or if you start casting the two and they just jump on you, um, it's just such a bad, bad ability in those. If you could cancel and backflip, I think it would be a lot better if they kept the cast time. But obviously, Neath has gotten so many buffs at this point. Um, but I do think she got kind of a nerf when the root change went through. Yes. Um, so her root isn't as reliable late game as CC, but I mean, she's just getting nonstop buffs, I feel. Can you believe, I'm pretty sure this is actually true. I saw it, um, on Twitter or something like that at one point, And I was like, no way that's true. And it could be false still. Um, I could just be perpetuating lies. Um, a big hobby of mine. Um, mm-hmm. But someone said that Neath has never been directly nerfed. And I was like, there is no shot that is true. And I scrolled through her wiki history, which is which is not 100% accurate by any means. But I did not see a single direct nerf in her wiki history. Uh, which is just an incredible thing, if it's true. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that kind of makes sense. Isn't that mind-boggling, if that's true? I mean, I'm sure she got a lot of items nerfed, like... Season I, two dude. trans, you know, like, or, or that heart seeker was the build then, right? Like, yeah, she was yeah. definitely meta, but it, but it was almost always item dependent that made her. Meta. But she's always been that ADC where it's not like an overbearing ADC and she's not going to be that overwhelming presence that you're like, oh my gosh, that Neath just cooked me. Bro, Whereas a lot of tell that, tell that to my like... mannequin's hidden blade, full pen build. I love that build uh-huh. so much. It's so uh-huh. fun. That has got to be one of the most fun builds in the entire game. Dear listener, if you have not played mannequin's mace or mannequin's hidden blade, Neath, and gone all power and pen, like get, make mm-hmm. sure you get Titan's Bane, make sure you get Heartseeker, Crusher, all that kind of stuff. And then make sure that you tell your team to buy Frenzy and Bracer, and then you alt someone late game and one-shot them. That's a backliner. It is pure bliss for you. You get to, you are God in that moment. You get to pick one person. You're like a solo laner in any given game. You get to pick one person in the enemy backline and go, you don't get to have any fun that game. And that's awesome. That's so fun for you. Try it out. I will say Ares also got buffed, and that god does dumpster neath. True. Yeah. Also, this Nuwa change is crazy, by the I way. I was going to say, bro, imagine dropping Steve and then seeing a Nuwa buff like this come out. Like, the this, the Zapman Nuwa ADC, fearsome. Uh, yeah, that is crazy. Yeah, increased uh, the speed, the fog moves. It was static at 300. Now it goes up by 20 per rank. So, so three, 300, 320, 340, so on and so forth. Uh, and now the number of clay soldiers you get at rank one goes from one to two. Um, Nuwa is one of the most criminally underrated gods at a high level. Um, Nuwa is like the modern Hades, bro. Hades was like good for so long and it just took so long for teams to figure out how to make it fit their comps, what types of builds to go for, where is it good in the draft, all that kind of stuff. Nuwa is going to become 
Hades at some point. I'm convinced, bro. She's so good. Her passive is one of the best passives in the entire game. It's a free CC. Yeah, it is good. It's broken. You one-tap people. Oh. Yeah, I I just think sometimes that character just does nothing. Unfortunately. Yeah, skill issue, unfortunately. Uh, am I allowed to say that legally? I don't know. Um, okay, yep, that's as much as I can muster, I think. Oh, uh, any any Charon thoughts? Like, how is he... Do you want him in your dual lanes and ranked? Uh, uh, I haven't played a ranked game. I haven't played a Conquest game since... Uh, there you go. You know, Hard the to tournament. So, I haven't played uh, a Conquest game, but I played an arena game with him when I think Gladshield was bugged on him. And I think that was when you were, like, one-shotting everyone with, like, your one oh, or two. Oh, yeah. Yeah, don't like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I assume that's been fixed by now, right? Uh, I would also assume that, yes. Okay. Um, but yeah, know, I've been he was getting pooped on, but not like in play tests, but like in real life. <laughs> Where do I go with that? You just keep on trucking, baby. Just keep on. So uh, you just say so, so back, and then you just keep going. Yeah, so uh, Izanami, Charon, Mercury, Wukong, Susano, Zong all got nerfs, looks like. Um, I didn't know Susano was, like, overperforming. I guess he was. Uh, same with yeah. Izanami. Yeah. I assume that maybe she was just dominating, like, the lower ranks or something. But also, like I said, I haven't played ranked in, like, a month and a half, so. Sure. I might have to play some ranked before the old, like, tournament this weekend, but maybe not. Maybe I just play some assaults, you know, try to warm up, and then just see what happens. Yeah. How, uh, how much are you, are you going to dominate? You can do it. The, the, are you going to dominate the all-star event? Are you going to absolutely yeah. destroy them? Uh, you know, PS4 on them? My, my team looks really good, so I don't think I have to do much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was thinking I'll just, you know, play some assaults before that, go to the tournament and just kind of hope I get carried. Mm-hmm. Like, do I want to play ranked before that? And just, do I want to play conquest? Are there even like queues that are happening right now that aren't like, you know, the Jake and saw queue? My that kind of seems like a death queue to me. What? How does anyone be a pro gamer, you know? Like, this is just an unreasonable amount of weight. Yeah, like, I would shoulders. rather, you know... I'm sorry, just your like, tone that you're going with. Like, I just couldn't help but go... Like, it just... I, I definitely yeah, a, hear what you're saying. It's just... I couldn't help myself. It's just such a hard thing to do. Like, I have to submit myself to, like, my teammates. Uh-huh. And just see, like you know where the wind takes me and then i play adc as well which is just such a hard role to play in ranked uh-huh and it's just i i do know that my role is bad right now which is what coast was saying to me so oh, okay well if coast is saying it then it has to be true exactly which is why izanami got nerfed because the role is just really bad i'm assuming yep that's right sounds like you've uh, you've got it all covered um thank you all right, time for our random question of the week, which we get from our Patreon Discord, patreon.com slash backliners. Uh, if you want to go there and support me buying uh, a third bassinet, because I'm sure it'll happen at some point. Um, okay. Oh no, I've got, this is half. I knew, I literally knew this was going to happen. Uh, I read a random question of the week from this particular patron the other week. 
And then they came in the Discord and said, yo, you actually pronounced my name correctly. And I was like, and I read it. Uh, and I was like, oh, did I pronounce it like this or like this? And I said, oh, really? What What did I say? I don't remember. And then they typed a third different way to say this name that I did not think of initially. And now I was like, oh, crap, which one did they say it was? Because I don't want to get it wrong now that they intentionally told me. If I get a name wrong the first time and no one is, like, giving me a pronunciation guide, I don't feel bad basically ever. If someone tells me, I feel really bad. And so, I, but I'm not cheating. I'm not going to go look. I'm going to go... Why did I say this the first time? This is not the way I would read this now. Uh, but I think it's Mo Moe. I think. Now I'm going to check because I feel bad instantly upon trying to say it. Okay, yeah. Nice. It was it was Moe. Nice. Okay, I got it. Um, okay. Moe wants to know, what's the next? It's spelled M-O-I. I would think Moe or Moi before, before Moe. Why did I say Moe? You know? I was just in the zone, I guess. Like, I was just reading through the threads of reality to get the... Anyways, the next video game or episode uh, that's coming out that you are most excited for. For for them, it's the Persona 3 Reload in August 6th for One Piece episode. Oh, yeah, it was a big One Piece episode. I saw a bunch on Twitter about it. Um, so that makes sense that you were excited for that. Um, I'm excited every week for new Jujutsu Kaisen because that's my favorite anime of all time. And it's been going absolutely crazy right off the rip as they typically do um so i'm excited yeah, for to watch that i just keep forgetting about it bro right after this no 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 worries that's uh that that will get you prepped for the all-star event let me tell you um no spoilers but it will prep you. i don't know why though i just like the idea of you being like what did he think was a spoiler that would prep me for the all-star event when there's <laughs> absolutely nothing um there is a game coming out that i'm excited about this year and I can't remember what it is. So I'm, and it's not that I'm not that excited about it. It's that my brain is that far detached from reality. Um, uh huh. Yep. That's my, <laughs> yeah. You really got your money's worth there. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, renew that Patreon subscription for sure. That's value. Uh, that's good stuff. Uh, Spider-Man 2! That's it, Minotaur. Thank you. I'm excited for the new Spider-Man game. That's it. Yep. I've been playing a lot of single-player games because I can't play multiplayer games because I have to leave at any given moment if Calvin starts to cry. So I've been playing a lot of Super Mega Baseball 4 on my PlayStation, which bangs. And I've been playing a lot of... Um, I finally finished Horizon Forbidden West in the DLC. And that game was much better than I remember it being. I remember thinking, like, oh, this isn't quite as good as Horizon Zero Dawn. I was hard-inting. It is way better than Horizon Zero Dawn and is an incredible game. That's my favorite single-player franchise ever, maybe. Uh, and I'm thinking I'm doing a play replay through right now because I was at the very end uh, and I just like jumped on, finished it, and I want to replay through it. Um, and I think I'm gonna play Red Dead Redemption Two because I've never played that one. Um, I've never played. That's a single-player game that I've never played. Uh, that everyone says is really good, but um, I love single-player games like that. Anyway, sorry, Barry. Go ahead. Uh, well, I don't really have one. I will say I've been really enjoying watching Destiny play single-player games. So I would say probably like Cyberpunk mm. or Skyrim because mm. I really enjoy watching her play those. But for me specifically, um, I've been keeping up with anything coming out. Um, yeah, Starfield uh, is the one uh, that that's... everyone's excited about. That's like the new... It's not... 
the next Elder Scrolls game, but it's Bethesda. Like it's their mm-hmm. next big game that almost certainly cannot deliver on what people's expectations are. Yeah, I've also seen enough Baldur's Gate three clips. That Bro, I it looks so that. funny. Wait, you don't want to play it anymore? It makes me want to play it so bad. I think we're talking about two different clips. Baldur's. Oh well. Okay, yeah. Okay, I want to tell you the clip that I saw because it's actually worse than like a sex clip. I'm assuming that's what you're referring to. Um, I'm going to send you the clip that I saw that made me think I have to play this game. I cannot tell the public. It's not going to be a good look for me. But it made me laugh out loud so hard that I had to do it. Um, okay, I can say it. It's it's Cadrill, the lead caster. It's a clip of him. If you just go to his Twitter, you'll find it. That's all. I'm, I'm not going to say anything else. Uh, I want to play that game very badly. I'm waiting until it comes out on PlayStation to see how it looks on console because I can't spend any time playing on my computer, basically. But if I can play it on my PlayStation, I'll probably get it because it sounds fun. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Hero wants to know the most interesting game mechanic from another video game, tabletop game, etc. that you've experienced. Interesting mechanic. Uh... I would say probably the most fun would be like the super bounces on Halo 2. Um, Mm -hmm. Those were a lot of fun and a lot of fun to abuse. Uh, Also, like double shotting um, and like double meleeing. That's probably the most fun I've had with a like, I guess it was kind of a bug, but it was just like a bug that everyone could use. I I don't think I've had anything like that from Smite or any games I've played recently that I've like maybe maybe mechanic is the wrong word, but I guess like bug abuse. Sure. Dude, there were some really fun bug abuses that I used to love in Modern Warfare too. Ugh, the javelin glitch. Um everyone in chat is coming is re- is returning after watching the clip that I mentioned and now judging me very harshly. It's f- it's a funny clip, guys. Come on, let's be real. Anyways, um, I don't know when. There was like a, uh, there was a stretch a few years ago. Oh, no, now Barra's going to go watch the clip and judge me. Uh, there was a stretch a few years ago where everyone was like, yeah, quick time events are bad and they shouldn't be in games. Um, and I'm glad that we've kind of worked past that because... It's really, quick time events are really fun. Uh, I loved them in like Resident Evil 4, uh, all that kind of stuff. Now I'm just watching Barra's face to see his reaction for this for this clip. This is going to be really good podcast content, um, is me just like waiting to see his physical reaction. Uh, because he probably, uh, he probably does that. Final Fantasy 16. <laughs> okay, it's so troll, man. It's so troll. Why does that animation look so troll? I can't help but laugh. It's not my fault. They like, wanted it. They made that funny on purpose. You know, like they wanted clip. you to really laugh. Uh, Definitely a different clip that I'm talking about. Yeah, very different. Um, anyways, yeah, quick time events are very cool. I love them in like God of War, uh, Spider Man. Like having those like moments where I can focus more on the action, but still feel like I'm not just a spectator to it is something that I wish more single-player games would do. Uh, you can't have them in every game, obviously. Um, but it's also really fun when, like, they have unique death uh, sections for, like, when you fail certain parts, like, each part of the quick time event. I would go through and I would, like, intentionally die at every button press in 
the Spider-Man quick time events and the Resident Evil 4 quick time events just to like see what they came up with um, for those moments. I think that stuff is really cool. So I wish more games would be not scared of using quick time events, uh, but you don't want to overdo them, of course. Okay, guys, it is not that messed up of a clip. It's intended to be funny. You can tell. They wouldn't have animated it in such a troll way if they didn't want to get a laugh. Uh, and it made me laugh and made me want to play the game. Um, and I kind of answered Dave's question, uh, what is a game mechanic that you wish was in more games? It's definitely, uh, I, I'm here for more quick time events. I'm here for, uh, like, unlocking um i love like i'm trying to just think of like some single player game mechanics that i really like ghost of tushima having a different way to check for your waypoint like not having a mini map but in that game if you wanted to like make you could you could mark a point on the map in the menu and then if you wanted to go uh to it but they they wouldn't have like an icon or an indicator in the world for you to follow. But the wind would blow in the direction that you wanted to go. And so you could press a button and make the wind, like a gust of wind come through and it would point you in the right direction. Oh, that's cool. And I think that was a really cool way to not take you out of the moment, um, but still give players information. Um, mm-hmm. If anyone's a single player game fan and hasn't played Ghost of Tsushima... Uh, it is literally one of the greatest games I've ever played in my entire life. There are so many little things that make that game incredible. I could talk about it for like an hour, literally, alone. Oh. Um, it's great. Go ahead, Barry. I remembered a game for uh, the last question. Uh, Payday yeah. 3. Mm. Okay. Because um, I absolutely loved Payday 2. Um, it yeah, was Payday such a fun, fun game to play with friends. And I honestly thought there was never going to be another payday because it was just kind of like the Half-Life 2 situation where... Wait, isn't there going to be another Mario baseball game? I think they did announce a new Mario baseball game. Yeah, Mario Superstar Baseball... Wait, no, this is what... I was like, Mario Superstar Baseball is the old one. Didn't they announce a new one for Switch? Am I trolling? I have no idea. Okay, sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. Oh, uh, I was just saying Payday 3. Um, just because I love Payday 2 so much, it's like the perfect game to play with friends because it's like serious but not serious. Um, and I'm really looking forward to the new one. Um, mm. And I will say that also kind of feeds into Hero's question. Or Hero's question. Um, I've always like, I guess this isn't like an interesting game mechanic, but like skill trees that I can feel in the game. Yes, I love um, skill trees that are cool. And some, it doesn't need to be like a boring skill tree where. It's like I gain like one to two percent like attack, and it's like I have to level up several times. Like I want my skill trees to actually feel impactful and to get results from it. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like a Diablo two skill tree. Um, like I used to play like a necromancer, like a summoning necromancer a lot, and I mean I had no idea like how to level buttons or anything, but just every time I would level up a skill or like get more skeletons or get a stronger like animal it would always feel impactful to me. So mm-hmm. I would just say, like, important skill trees that actually have depth to them, but also immediate results when you're leveling them up. Yeah, yeah, big agree. Which is probably um, a really hard thing to do. I thought of one more, uh, and that's just because I did just recently start a New Game Plus playthrough. I don't know the last time I actually completed or even started a New Game Plus run on any game. Um, 
I'm doing it with Horizon Forbidden West. And but the game I did it with the most by far was Resident Evil 4 back in the day on GameCube. And when you would do a new game plus run, you could there would be new weapons that were just like blatantly overpowered in the shop uh that you could get and play with just like for fun basically. It was like an infinite ammo machine gun, an infinite ammo rocket launcher. Hmm. Um and just like adding fun little like not making sh- i just don't the nothing makes me want to replay a game less than if i were to start a new game plus run and it's just i just have all the same things but it's the exact same uh game otherwise like i'm not getting a whole lot of new things um even it, mm-hmm. and i know i'm asking for a lot in that scenario but it doesn't actually have to be that much um like Ghost of Tsushima, I actually tried to do another playthrough on New Game Plus because I wanted to replay it. And it just felt like I was just like the same, but I just had access to things earlier and that didn't feel very good. But in Horizon Forbidden West, there's a, a new, there are like a bunch of new legendary weapons that you have to do side quests to get little tokens to buy, um, which is a great way to make you engage with the side quest uh, type of system again without, you know, making it feel pointless. And there are these like really cool new weapons that I get to play with. Um, huge fan of things like that. Uh, so yeah, just like it, I I don't want to um, minimize any amount of work because here's a here's a little secret about game development. Literally nothing, literally nothing is easy. There is not a single thing that is easy or not a lot of work. Um, but you don't have to reinvent the game. Just adding a few new chase items and things like that. I think does a ton for players who are willing to engage on that level. Um, mm-hmm. Which is such a small subsection of like small subsection. I'd be very interested in seeing like what, you know, thinking of horizon forbidden West, like what amount of players finish the campaign? I guess you could actually look at like the trophies the achievements. Yeah. Or, the achievements yeah, to like see, um, but I imagine it's not that many, like well under half is my guess. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've just been playing a lot of single player games, so it's on my mind. Um, all right, that'll do it. Uh, I apologize for subjecting you all to um, what you just listened to. Uh, the good news is that you can at least get delicious, uh, easy, no cleanup meals from Factor Meals uh, by going to factormeals.com slash backliners50 and using code backliners50 there um we'll be back uh probably next week um as always there will be a chance where we're a little bit more sporadic or someone is stepping in to replace me because of my schedule but um who knows we're gonna try and make it every week because that's what we do around here uh yeah bear up mercifully mercy kill this podcast please just this episode not the whole thing don't say something weird and get this whole show canceled just say just say the normal thing you know what to do Bye. Oh, gosh. Wow. Oh, there wow. was so much saliva in the back of my throat. Bye. Okay, sorry. I had to... <clears throat> there you go. Wow. That, you know, actually fitting. fitting. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah, that makes, yeah, that makes sense. I'm I just sure. tried to force it out, and I, I was like, maybe I should swallow before this, and I was like, no, no I'll keep it in there. Okay. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? 
What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.